We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, welcome in. It is the 1st of February and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. A little early today because Scott's got to get the show on the road there to get the last day of the Senior Bowl down there in Mobile. Scott, how you doing? Is the weather still uh, holding up for you? Or any... Weather's gorgeous. Yeah, Good. weather's Good. gorgeous, man. It was uh, it's like 60 and sunny. It got a little windy. You can hear it on the on the video. I do. I didn't realize as, when the quarterbacks were throwing at first. I'm like, huh? Now we're going to find out, you know, you, you better put some some zip on the ball. Uh, and then I kind of forgot about it because, you know, it's not hot. It's not cold. It's just nice. And then as I'm going through my video, I'm hearing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it was a little windy yesterday. And as uh, that, do you think that's impacted anything so far? Have you watched? I mean, is... the biggest impact I saw was watching the coaches trying to catch punts at the mm-hmm. end of the first practice. Was they were like yeah. doing these? They, they were doing the callouts, and I showed you on the on my. I, I posted on Twix. I posted on uh, YouTube Shorts and and TikTok the the catch that Roman Wilson made. Um, those were callouts. Those weren't just oh, this is a one on one. This is an end of the day. Best on best, the entire team is gathered around and watching, and let's go. And he made that. Well, to finish that, they said, okay, offensive coach and defensive coach, let's field punts. And they were hitting them out of the jug machines, and they were hitting them way up into traffic and short. Those coaches couldn't catch anything. (laughs) (laughs) How has the punting been down there? I know my guy. I don't know. The only time I remember it was when Camargo was here. Was it Jake Camargo, the, the Georgia kid? And he was hitting so. 80 yards on the fly. I remember that. After that, man, I haven't seen a punt. You go to special okay. teams, you start doing other things. Yeah, Troy Taylor's down there, who is a all-time punt yard leader in college football history and a pretty good Hawkeye. So I was curious. But let's say hello to some people in here as a getting the show on the road here and talking a lot of Senior Bowl stuff here today and just NFL draft and Broncos speculation in general. We got David Youngkin coming in saying, morning, everyone. We got Sean Burns saying good morning. Jeremy Sean's in the house saying morning, getting it early today. Yeah, Scott's got to get the show on the road. Gary Palmer, morning, guys. Uh, Jeremy comes in and says, all this trade up talk feels like a smokescreen. Why would anyone announce their intentions and wants in January, especially when it's coming from a pretty tight-lipped regime? I don't know the levels of tight-lipped regime. Uh, It definitely isn't the loose lips that we had during the Ellis uh, era, but as far as... I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything groundbreaking here, Scott. I mean, the Broncos, who don't have a quarterback, are interested in a quarterback in yeah. a quarterback heavy draft class. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, you don't even need a source for that. You just, this is just logic. Real quick, I just added in my YouTube page. We actually had hit our limit to our amount of streaming. So I removed the Facebook page. Um, oh, yeah. And I added YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, we do the show Broncos for Breakfast also. And we're stre- we don't normally stream here, but we're going to today, youtube.com slash Scott Kennedy, because this is going to be so Senior Bowl intensive. And I know I've got a lot of people on Senior Bowl. Might be some Lost Broncos fans that we can bring into the show also, but we're talking a lot of Senior Bowl today. It will be heavily around the Denver Broncos and the number 12 pick, but that's going to involve a lot of teams. So welcome in, everybody. It'll be heavily around whatever Super Chats they want. If they want Falcons questions in here and there's a Super <laughs> Chat, then God bless. Sorry, guys. But uh you know, we got to follow the money. Uh, but uh, we got, uh, again, this is this is nothing to me. Uh, nothing burger. Um, the Broncos do not have a quarterback. This is a quarterback heavy class. Uh, I also think that quarterbacks are probably going one, two, three, maybe three overall. If there's a chance, like the Patriots are like Drake May and Jaden Daniels are not the same style of quarterback. They might not be in the quarterback take quarterback. Maybe they're just set on one. 
and not the other, and they might trade back in that scenario, but I don't know. As far as trade up, yeah, of course, Denver likes Caleb Williams. They probably like Caleb. Uh, they'd probably like Drake May. Who knows? Jaden Daniels, Bonex. We'll find out, but yeah, no duh. They'd like to trade up. They want a quarterback. Don't see it happening uh, for the Broncos with their extreme limitations in capital, as well as just where the roster is at right now. I mean, this is not a team that is a quarterback away from anything. Uh, I might be pessimistic here, Scott, but I don't think, I think the Broncos overperformed last year. They were relatively healthier than league average. Uh, they won a good bit of one score games, that turnover streak they had where they were beating the chiefs and the bills, uh, has turnover streak. We had not seen since 1991. Uh, that's pretty improbable. So I think this is probably more of a six, seven win roster that got out there and got eight. And, uh, they might even take a step back in talent next year. I mean, Justin Simmons, Cortland Sutton, Garrett Bowles, you're not guaranteed to have a better quarterback than Russell Wilson next year, even if they are a better fit, uh, than what, um, for what Sean Payton wants, some, whoever comes in. So, I don't know. I don't think a go for all in for quarterback right now with where you're at just doesn't line up. The other thing, if I'm not mistaken, all three guys you just mentioned are on the wrong side of 30, aren't they? Sutton's I don't close. Know if Sutton is he 29? Is. Yeah, but yeah. I, I know Simmons is. So let me let me look that up while I'm up. It, it hit me when you said those. I thought that's what she were gonna say. Yeah. Uh well, he might be 29, but I think he's getting close. He's getting close. Yeah, he's he's 28. He's so he's younger than he sees. Seems like he's been around forever. You've got to love those guys that, you know, I think Calvin Ridley turns 30 this year. Um, Sutton's, Sutton's still plenty young. He's in, He should be in his prime. That's a guy you'd like to restructure and hang on to for sure. Um, a big move up. You're just throwing out the banner. Hey, listen, if you're interested, we're interested. Talk to us. Um, there might be some teams that would have loved to have moved down in the past. And the, the thing is, is, again, a big move up. There's three guys that would I would consider it a big move up. You move up for anybody other than those are three, I would call those a big stretch. Michael Penix has issues with his injuries. Bo Nix has issues with his overall traits, talent. talent. You know, I, I like him. I like the quarterback, but you know, is man, if, if you wanna if you want to send a you know a, a couple of first rounders to move up to five to take Bo Nix, I'm in. I'll, I'll sell. Yeah, go ahead, please send them. You'd be cause... you'd be in as the the seller, the other team, not yes, Denver. yeah, yes, yeah. I'd be the seller. If I'm number five, uh, I don't I don't remember who's number five right now. I know the top four, the Chargers. Um, the Chargers. the Chargers. Okay, of course you're not going to do that in in division. Well, let's just say you you would. I'd go down for two first rounders of five, but I think you'd make a big mistake trading up to five to get anybody other than the top three guys. And I don't think you're getting the top three guys because those three aren't selling. So a big move up. Uh -uh. It ain't, dude, it ain't happening. It, it's just not. Yeah. I mean, it's January, like uh, Jeremy's point. Things change. Uh, we'll know. We don't even know. I mean, a lot of these, the, the scouting folks kind of know these guys, but the coaches don't so much. Maybe, again, the Patriots are like, okay, we love Drake May. We don't want Jane Daniels. Well, there's a window then. Who, who knows? But uh, we have a ways to go. But right now, there's I just, uh, especially the quarterbacks down there at the senior bowl. I'm not sure about, I'm just I'm watching them. I'm wanting to love. I haven't come away with like, okay, that's an obvious first round talent at quarterback uh, this cycle. Red swarm coming in says, good morning. Um, Papa Nick. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Papa Nick and Scott. Thank you. Red swarm. Appreciate the, uh, the super chat coming in. Thank you. I'm telling you the the, I called him the chin scratcher yesterday when I'm watching these guys out there throwing, the one that makes you, you know, things that make you go, hmm, let's channel like I think those 80s or 90s song. The, the chin scratcher out there is Joe Milton. He's the one that just says that you could fall in love with the size, the athleticism, the arm. If I'm building robo quarterback out there, he's your number one guy. He that that's him. Um, you know, what are the things that I could like out of that? Um, there's things I like. And what I do like is they're all better than anybody that was here last year. So we're getting good play from our wide receivers and defensive backs and getting some nice video and stuff. But there's nobody out here that screams first round. First round. It's it's not as bad as a Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter class, but it's that was a hell no. I don't want any of these guys in the first round. These guys, I'm like, ah, back end, maybe 12. Mm, it's a little bit of a reach, but maybe you got to take your shot. Trade up. Hell no. No, if someone else wants to take one of these guys in the top 10. Let them please do. Please push one of those, you know, big offensive players down the board by taking on one of the quarterbacks. But 
we'll see. I mean, again, the practice is only part of the equation. It's the meetings, it's the interviews, it's how they're interacting uh, with their teammates. It's, it's all, it's all part of the equation. So if the Broncos take one of these guys, Nick's probably more likely than Penix based on what we've heard uh, that just in, in gen, uh, just where these guys are evaluated across the league. Uh, we'll see, but we got Mark Schrader coming in $10 saying good morning. Good morning to you, Mark. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for the support. And uh, always, I mean, always supporting the show, Mark. We really appreciate you. CB, CAB's in here. Morning, everyone. Our guy, Zach Powers, saying morning, morning. He says, I wonder if Christian Jones, Javon Foster are this year's Abe Lucas and Spencer Brown. Uh, definitely have been pretty good. I, you're talking tackles here. I would say that Hayes, I, I mean, I don't know how deep you want to go in the offensive line here, uh, Scott, but I've been really impressed with Christian Jones. Uh, tackle from Texas. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, I think he's been like the guy that's gone after Tyler Guyton. So it's been kind of unfortunate for Jones that going against Guyton, he's like, Oh man, Christian Jones kind of moves a little bit like Frankenstein, a little stiff compared to Guyton, but he's been good there. I think he's got a chance that if he doesn't work at tackle, he's going to be a good guard. Um, and then also the guy I wanted to bring up was Hayes uh, from UConn, the right guard. He has been awesome out there. I don't know if he'll work at uh, center or guard, but the combo uh, double team reps with Guyton and Hayes working right guard and right tackle have been some of my favorite in the uh, the two days of practice so far. So I did want to give a shout out to those guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, um, I, I haven't seen any of the, the sleep. Like, Abe Lucas did really well. What I liked about Abe Lucas was how strong he was. You know, I haven't seen that out of these guys. Tyler Guyton's got it handed to him a few times. Yeah. Out at tackle. He's, a, he's he's gotten whipped a few times. Um, Spencer got beat once. We'll get to Demetrius Robinson. Demarius Spencer Brown. Brown got beat like once in three days. And he was 6'8 with a 35, 38 inch something nuts vertical leap. 500 pound bench press. He was a freak of nature. I don't see that guy out here. Um, I've seen some of those guys that I like the, and again, I don't know where they are coming in to say, Oh yeah, he's his drafts. Scott, he was a top 15 guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry. Well, he looks like a top 15 guy. Um, no, there, but I've seen more of those guys on defense where I'm like, okay, I like him. I like him. I like him. I like him. Uh, other than your Oregon guard, Jackson powers, Johnson, um, Again, I'm watching the first time I'm watching these guys is in a sun drenched field where I'm shielding my viewfinder to watch it on a three inch screen. And if I can tell a guy is standing out like that on a gut reaction, then he's something. And I saw this guy flash. And then when I went and watched it, Nick, went and watched, then I went and watched my video. I was like, oh my God, this kid moves that we're talking about, uh, Powers Johnson. This guy moves like Lindstrom. You know, arguably the best offensive lineman in football. If you ask PFF, he's been the best offensive lineman in football the last two years. His lateral movement is unbelievable. How yeah. quick he is. He's getting speed rushers with his with his shuffle step and beating them to the edge. And then I looked at his weight this morning and Good I had morning. another one of those holy shnike. I, th- I think I said it out loud. Another holy shnikes moment. He's 335 pounds. You want to talk about 
who could be the best offensive guard in football for the next decade, you know, the next the next generation of guys, you're not going to take him at 12 with the Broncos with all that money into Ben Powers and you're okay with, with minors. But wow, yeah, I could take a 10 to 15 on a guy like this and plug him in there, plug in a, a perennial pro bowler for the next 10 years in the in the low teens. I'd be happy with that. I mean, he's listed at center. Uh, so it's been guard and center rips out there, and he's dominated both. I do think the snaps have been a little bit off with the center stuff, but he played center this year for Oregon, uh, won the Remington Award for Best Center in Football, and this is his first year starting. He was behind Alex Forsyth last year, uh, who the Broncos drafted in the seventh round. So he's been unbelievable. Uh, I'm definitely – I'm of the opinion that the Broncos probably need to nail positions of value in the draft early and often because you need the – cap benefit like you're not going to get as much of a cap benefit drafting a center in the first round as you would a tackle wide receiver edge rusher but at some point you just got to take good players and land good players and i think i'm with you scott that 12 is a little rich but let's say the steelers i don't i don't don't think it's even too rich i just don't think it's a fit for the who has the number 12 pick which is the denver broncos because they've got miners at right guard and they've got a lot invested in ben powers now who do they have at center? You could move on to at center. That's true. It, it's, I saw him at guard. And if he's at center, okay. then there's your center. center. Yeah. If he's if he I saw him when when I watched him play reps, if, if he's a center, I could take him there and plug him in as a Pro Bowl center for the next 12 years. And I would be fine with that at 12. I would absolutely be fine with that. Been that good. That I mean, that's he's really that, impressive. He's he's that just a quick a hot take on it, a gut reaction. He's that good that's, that's how I, I could have the best center in football for the next 10 years is that worth number 12 yes it is yes it is there's obviously risk involved there because if he doesn't mm-hmm. hit the all pro level that's mm-hmm. he might not be getting value on the pick uh one thing i will say is that we keep talking about how this broncos team wants to be built and it, who's the one team that the sean payton himself has continuously pointed at as a kind detroit of a lions detroit lions they, Their for my money, pretty good. Oh my God, Scott, <laughs> Frank Ragnow. I know that, you know, the Kelsey's get all the love because, you know, what's going on in the world right now with the, the podcast and Taylor well, Swift and, and everything. And Detroit Lions don't not usually get love. It's taken time to get there. Yeah. They've had, you, you got to start playing in some 50 million viewed games to, yeah. to get national attention. But Frank Ragnow is unbelievable best center in football the epa per play difference uh for the lions when frank ragnow's in is not it's like they're a top five offense when ragnow's in and a bottom uh bottom 10 when he's not um i, I think it was got to give credit to the athletic podcast for that one but yeah i could see the broncos uh i don't know about 12 overall but if they trade back you know 14 uh 16 19 20 he's there uh i would not be against it uh, especially with how this team wants i mean putting him next to quinn miners uh, you'd have an option then a long-term left guard if you wanted to move on from Ben Powers after that. But Scott, yeah, he is a center. And everybody, every rep I've seen and everybody I've spoken mm-hmm. with is like, he's been as good at center as he has at guard. The one issue is there's been a few snaps that have been low, uh, but worth worth monitoring. Reps, but there's reps, reps, reps. Reps, yep. Drake Wally. Drake Wally. Some- Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. Gentlemen, good morning and congrats, Nick. Mills is a beaut. Thank you so much. I'm about to be a girl dad in a month. Well, congrats to you, Drake. That's awesome. I didn't know that, Drake. Awesome. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, who stayed out for the Broncos most at the Senior Bowl? Uh, we talked about uh, JPJ, uh, the center. Of course, he's been good. Uh, two tackles for me have stood out. Scott, I know that guidance had gotten it to him a few times. I'm going to leave you uh, the the floor for the guy who's beaten him mostly, but uh guyton still has worked with his hands but he is a really really smooth good athlete i mean six seven three thirty five and moves like that uh really impressive uh you also have a uh, talise fuaga who has been probably the only tackle i feel has held up against uh leatu latu who has been good latu another guy we want to talk about there. Been good latu's been really, really good his ability to string together counters moves where something doesn't work he can almost flawlessly Flip to the next one has been so impressive. Uh, the only person who I feel like has been able to hold up against him has been Fuaga, uh, Oregon State right tackle. So he's been good. Uh, you have uh, Keon Mitchell, uh, cornerback from Toledo, has probably been because he plays cornerback and not tackle. Uh, I don't know if he will be the first guy or pass rusher. I don't know if he'll be the first guy drafted at the senior bowl this year, but he's making a hell of a case. Cornerback's valuable, and I don't think he's going to pass Terry on Arnold, but. 
I would be 0% shocked after showing what he's done in press uh, this season. If or in the senior bowl, if Keon Mitchell ends up being the second cornerback drafted in the NFL draft with the questions and coverage that he's answered down there in mobile mobile. Yeah. And we've been uh, Drake. Congratulations. I didn't, if I knew, I forgot. I apologize. I'm forgetful these days. Uh, congratulations, man. That's awesome. Being a girl dad rocks. I've said one of the things about being a girl dad is it lets you love a girl like you never really let yourself do because all of the women except your mom in your life could basically throw you out of their lives at any given time. Well, the girls are stuck with your daughter's stuck with you, dude. So you can just love her as much as you want to. And I'm always going to be her daddy. It's, it's pretty awesome. So congratulations. We we're talking about some big eaters, Nick. You know, I'm a big eater. And we want to remind you that Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. And they know football fans love a great game and a great deal. So we're tossing out a challenge and calling it pick six for slices and sticks. If there's a pick six during the Super Bowl 58, Fans who accepted the challenge on our app, the Little Caesars app, will get a free slices and sticks, period. Man, what a deal. Like we said, we partnered with NFL legend Derek Brooks, uh, one of the best linebackers of the previous generation of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he knows all about the pick six, having returned one during Super Bowl 37. I think that was beating up on the Raiders, so God bless you, Derek. Uh, he says that play led to a 44-yard touchdown and a win for the Buccaneers. So accept the challenge today and win some pizza. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Pizza, pizza. Uh, Michael Ronquillo coming in. Said, good morning, Nick and Scott. I'm Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos. Uh, there's a newer name in here. Facebook um, Facebook chat says you're not drafting at center at 12. I get that. I do. I absolutely do. Um, and you probably aren't. I'm just saying, listen, if it were to happen, I would support the move. I would tell you all of the reasons why this doesn't seem like, what, you're taking a center at 12? That's too high. Positional value, blah, blah, blah. This is a, this is guy's going to be a pro bowler. This is, you know, you're expecting, he's about as safe as a prospect as there is in this draft. So my question is, because you're projecting on all of these guys, if I could get you a 10 time pro bowl center, which would probably put him in the hall of fame with the number 12 pick, would you take it? The answer is yes. Would you send 12 for Creed Humphreys right now, knowing he's got another 10 years? And I think Powers Johnson is significantly better at this stage of, from what I've seen because Creed was here at the Senior Bowl too. He was good. He wasn't this good. This guy's a different level, man. Yeah, he's been he's been pretty incredible. And one thing I love about him too is he is tenacious. Uh, you want to talk about attitude on the offensive line, intelligence on the offensive line. He'd bring that and he would really fortify. I mean, maybe it's an overinvestment in the offensive line talking about doing that, especially with questions going forward at a value position like tackle. Like this is a good, I'm going to say this guy, this is a really good center class. Uh, you have uh, Fraser from Western West, uh, West Virginia, who is not going to be not at the senior bowl, but a lot of people thought he could challenge for the best center in this class. Uh, you have, Graham Barton uh, from Duke, who's left tackle, but he's going to move to center. He has really good potential there, Scott, uh, at center. And uh, Ali, I think, is the name, too. The uh, Excuse me, the Turner, uh, the center from LSU, I thought, has had some good snap. Not a you know top 100 or top 50 pick kind of guy, but round three, if you're looking, round four, if you're looking for a guy who could end up being a starting center, I think Turner out of LSU has shown pretty well also. But you're right, uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, different, looks like a different caliber guy out there. I would be much more comfortable with a slight trade back and then getting him if that's possible. I think if you're sitting at 12, you probably 
you probably need to go edge rusher or tackle uh, in this draft or quarterback if you like one. I'm I wouldn't be the one to make that call. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to be, but uh, yeah, he's been great. Um, and talk about setting the lineup and being able to run the football, not getting pocket crunched uh, at three thirty with how he's moved. Uh, there was a play put out by Jeff Schwartz yesterday, longtime offensive lineman in the NFL and uh, Oregon Duck, where you see that three hundred thirty-five pound. JPJ uh, run all the way to the the numbers and just eviscerate a safety at 335 pounds. I mean, it's it's really uh, really unbelievable. He was he was in his slim whites yesterday when I was watching him. I could not believe. I was like, okay, he he might be a little light. <laughs> you know they say they say tape doesn't lie. Yes, it does. It yeah. absolutely lies until you can when get some like perspective. That. You need some perspective on guys. So you've, you've, I, I said, you're, I've gone and watched, I learned this early on. I went and watched a, it was an offensive lineman actually. He's committed to Alabama. And this was the Shula, Alabama, not the Nick Saban, Alabama. I was like, okay, he's doing really well out there. Uh, looks good. Then I went down on the field to, to grab a picture and a quick interview with him. And I looked him in the eye. Mm. Oh, crap. <laughs> I'm six one. You know, I'm not short, but six one offensive guard at Alabama probably isn't going to cut it unless he's significantly better than, than, than what he was. So I was like, Oh crap. I'm like it, you got to double, double check all of these things. Um, a lot of Bo Nix talk, a lot of Bo Nix talk in here. Um, want to hit on Michael Pratt because I see some folks talking about Michael Pratt. Uh, here's one, you know, Pratt is greater than Bo Nix easily. Uh, I disagree. Um, I, I haven't seen from my take on, on Pratt here from a tools perspective would be late day three would be six, seventh round. Wouldn't be, you know, talking, knocking on the door first round. Um, I just, I don't see the arm strength there and he's, he's, I don't know what it is with his release. I need to talk with the quarterback coach again and say, cause when I first started doing this, I went to my friend who was a, a head coach, coach quarterbacks. I said, I don't like it. We're watching guys. I said, I don't like what I see, but I don't know why. Explain it to me. I'm like, it just doesn't look right. And he's like, okay, watch this. His elbows dropping here. The ball spinning backwards here. This with Michael Pratt, he gets on top of the ball sometimes. And sometimes, sometimes his elbow comes underneath it and the ball's just floating around or it's diving down, dipping down into the dirt. He just, I, the rubber pellets, there is no dirt. It's a, uh, Michael Pratt would be a flyer for me. If you came out of this on day three with Michael Pratt, I'd be like, all right, let's, let's give it a shot. Anything higher than that. And I'd be like, you, I would have gone somewhere else. And that's probably what you're talking about here uh, with the Broncos with how limited picks they have. I can't imagine using just your third overall pick. I will say, Scott, the tape looks pretty good down there at Tulane. Uh, it has some good, you know, feathery throws there and doesn't have the ability to drive the football, but it seems like he sees the field pretty well. Uh, but you're just always going to be limited uh, if you have that little arm talent. There's not many guys who can get it done with, you know, not at least at league average arm. Uh, we got Doug coming in saying, uh, good morning, whatever they do. I hope it works in Broncos history. They have won without an elite quarterback like Craig Morton had no ability. Um, go Broncos. I mean, you have to have a quarterback in the end, but it's still a 53 man roster. So quarterback can't get it done alone. Um, we've seen it with, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs offense was not that good against the Ravens, credit to the Ravens uh, defense, but that's because the Chiefs defense is loaded with draft pick hit after draft pick hit. I mean, top three defense in football this season. Can't get it done alone. The offensive line is still good. You still got Travis Kelsey, uh, so it's can't get it done alone. This Kansas City Chiefs team is a prime New England Patriots Tom Brady team. God, that's a great call. That Where is a great you call. Will, they end up winning the thing 17 to 10. And you put another ring on Brady's finger and another reason to call him the goat when it really wasn't Brady's team. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, he, yeah. Brady's Brady. We get it. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. We get it. Yeah. But it's not always going to be Patrick Mahomes winning the thing. It's not always, it certainly wasn't always Tom Brady winning the thing. What? It's six Super Bowls with the Patriots. What do you have? Five top 10 defenses? I think so. You know, so. It's this is a this is a Tom Brady New England Patriots team with Kansas City and it's it's a little scary to be honest with yeah. you because you know that Mahomes can take over a game can just yep. you know okay it's gonna all click today if it all clicks for Patrick Mahomes they'll beat anybody yeah. um, with that defense Quentin Caldwell says good morning everyone any player or position that showed up and was surprising oh that's a good question it's it's hard for me to say 
say that, Quentin, because I come in here um, cold. I try not to. I don't watch previews for movies. It's like, hey, or, you know, read a book. Scott, you should read this book. Okay. Well, let me tell you what it's about. Don't care. If you say, I'll take your word for it, Nick. If you say I should read it, I'll read it. I trust you. So I come in here a little cold. So they're all kind of surprising for me. But I'll tell you one thing. When you've got a guy who won't weigh in because he's afraid of what the scale will say, and he comes out here and moves like a dancing bear and is beating guys off the first step and bludgeoning the poor centers, Tavondre Sweat, University of Texas Longhorns, the man is a monster. And mm -hmm. there's Nick, I was thinking about this today. And I can't tell you what he weighs because he wouldn't weigh in. But God, he can move. I was thinking about this today because the, the phrase kind of always used to be when you talk about players like this, it's like, if he's overweight now, what's it going to be like when he gets his money? Well, they got their money now, you know, and he's still here working and trying to improve and do those things. So it's not like, okay, he's been a broke college kid, you know, and he's about to get millions of dollars for the first time. He's probably already got six figures in a bank account somewhere and he's still out here working. So you've got a better idea of what they can be like as professionals as they go to the NFL. Tavondre Sweat is intriguing, Nick. Yeah, he is brilliant. I mean, we've been on the defensive tackle of Texas train for a bit. Uh, Byron Murphy seems like he's going to be drafted higher than Sweat, but Sweat, you know, listed 6'4", 362 pounds, I think is what Texas had this year. Uh, I will say that there is some talk that, not that he's a bad kid or anything, but there's just some maturity questions uh, with him. Uh, so that's worth monitoring. Uh, we'll see if he falls at all, but he's been really good. He's played a lot of snaps at Texas as well. He's not been, you know, this like, okay, he's 360 pounds, so he can only play 25% of the snaps. No, he's out there a good bit. And uh, I think if the Broncos traded back, uh, we're in that, you know, 25 to 50 range. That's where I expect sweat to come or yeah, sweat to come off the board. Uh, he's been really good for the last few years and there's just not many guys with the body type that he has, right? It's one of those things that the Broncos, I mean, who are the first off the bus guys right now for the Broncos? I mean, do we, you don't have the freaks that are just the trench guys that are so obvious. I mean, maybe it's Mike Malinchi, which now obviously the, always the body beautiful. That, do it, that's the answer. Yep. Yeah. There's it's your answer. And Zach Allen, Zach Allen as well, but Malinchi ninth overall pick. I mean, these guys are born, not made when they're like that. Uh, obviously for trench play, they're still made. They had to put in the work, but, uh, Sweat would be another one where, you know, he, the coin toss, he just goes out there, doesn't say a word and just stares straight forward, you know, menacing the other team. Now that's kind of what you're going for, but yeah, sweat's been really good and has stood out. Uh, of course, uh, who else has stood out? Yeah. We need that in our front seven Broncos need a lot in their front seven. They need a lot in the trenches period. Offensive line was 12th this year. I would say 12th or better overall this year, but still has work to do. The defensive front seven was probably one of the bottom five units in football and the defensive line was probably one of the bottom three units in football, uh, unfortunately, this season for the Broncos. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I saw this front seven Gatorade gaming. Nick, hit me in the chat real quick if if my internet You're my good. video sound isn't tolerable. Okay. Um yeah. we need that in our front seven. I saw this at front seven because I want to talk about another player. I talked about him yesterday and then I watched, you know, watched all my video again last night. Darius Robinson from Missouri is a man child. Um, he's 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 the opposite of uh, of Jackson Powers Johnson, and he's wearing a six, so he's got this little number on, and he's all slim and is all black, and he's he's dancing around guys, swimming around them. And I look down, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I like what I see here. 
And I look down and it says 6'5", 286 pounds. Oh my God, that was another holy shnikes moment. He is abusing guys out here, all of them. It doesn't matter. You know, you didn't win every rep, but he's he is just in a, all manners. He's putting swim moves on guys. He's grabbing onto their shoulder pads and dispatching them with strength. He's bull rushing inside, outside, left side, right side. Nick, I said, as I watched him win another rep, I said, if this guy can't play, I don't know what I'm looking for. You know, does he go out there and run a five flat? All right, fine. That means when you really like a guy, you hope they have a crappy combine. <laughs> You're like, great, I can get him in the third. I love him. I've seen him. I'm not going to worry about what happens at the Underwear Olympics. I've seen this guy. Demetrius Robinson looks like a freaking monster out here to me. I mean, he he looks, I, I think Jermaine Johnson came in here from Florida State and had really accelerated and ended up in the first round because of his what he did at the Senior Bowl and then followed it up at the Combine. Demetrius Robinson looks like Jermaine Johnson with another 40 pounds. Yeah, he's been unbelievable out there. Uh, he's one that I'm kind of bummed, Scott, you put on the earmuffs uh, the day before you went down to the Senior Bowl because I really <laughs> wanted to talk about Robinson. I believe you. I trust you. Yeah, yeah. I believe you. You're not, you're not hindsight scouting. I believe you. Yeah, he's uh, he's been really fun. If you have a chance, uh, his game against Georgia, he was on a mission. I mean, Missouri had a pretty good game against Georgia this year. They uh, obviously Georgia won in the end, but Missouri was feisty, and Robinson had a lot to do that. He was taking it too. Uh, not a Marius Mims, I think Mims was hurt on that game, but Robinson's great. He's massive. He's long. Uh, I kept trying to find a comp for him yesterday. I threw out Carl Brooks just because I'm like, okay, who's like an edge rusher that can do some, you know, four eye and five technique stuff in uh, sub packages that, uh, or based down to, you know, four eye all the way to seven tech. Uh, that is about 295 pounds. And I said, Carl Brooks yesterday, but I saw another name out there. I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe Cam Jordan, uh, just the, that's who I see. And I said it. I'm like, this is it. Cam Jordan will get to the, he can play and he can play edge. He can move inside. It's Cam freaking Jordan who will go into the hall of fame and is a phenomenal football player for the saints. Has a lot of fun with the Falcon saints rivalry. So, you know, you don't Falcons don't like him. You're not supposed to, he, he, he plays it up. You can, you can tell that he has some fun playing that character. Uh, but you nailed it. That's where I see is Cam Jordan. And Nick, I said gut reaction because I, like I said, as I'm walking off the field, this is my initial reaction. This is how I feel after watching my gut is telling me walking off the field after two days, two practices each. So eight hours of practice, Demetrius Robinson is the best prospect at the senior bowl. Wow. So you think he will go above layout? No, 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 okay. no. I don't know that. I don't. What I'm saying is, if I'm walking in here and don't know anything, my gut reaction from two days on the field, that's the best guy here. Now, if that's, I don't know that's how it's going to play out. Again, we'll get through the combine and stuff. And I don't know if he's got injury history because my gut reaction would be Michael Penix's, you know, but we know there's questions there. Mm -hmm. Joe Milton might be the best thrower. He might have the best arm, but it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's on air a lot of times. It's, it's no pressure. My gut reaction, if I know nothing about anything and I'm just watching these guys for assessments, like it's like it's Little League Baseball and I got a draft, Demetrius Robinson, when I walk off of that field, that's the best guy here. At, and he's a, as, a, as in a premium position. Yeah. Darius Six, five, 285 pounds, just killing people. Darius Robinson, Missouri. He should be a first round pick. And I think he, if he tests well, uh, he'll have a chance to be the first defensive lineman off the board. I don't know if he's going to be more edge or interior in that front. I, he's not a, you know, one tech to three technique type. He's more, you know, he's a Zach Allen body type, really. I mean, he's bigger, longer, probably a more explosive athlete, but that's probably the role you're looking at. Maybe a little bit more edge upside as well. But um, yeah, he's been awesome out there and he's been one of the the big winners, maybe the biggest winner out down there considering what he was. I mean. Saw mock drafts, the Broncos fans taking him in the third round, seeing him they'll brown top pick 60, pick 50. Now nah, he's probably going to be talking about uh, third, 20 to 30 overall now, maybe higher if he tests well. I mean, that edge spot defensive line, if you test well at that size, Six, somebody's going to bet on five. If he's running the four sixes or even yep. low four sevens, 
with good shuttle vertical, all that stuff. He, he should, he, he, he's playing like a first rounder to me. Who's like a first rounder for us. It's Troy Boer. Thank you for being here. I appreciate the support for the show. My friend, he says, Hey guys, can't listen now, but grateful for the discussion. Troy, we've got lots of content on there. I think I've put on 20 minutes of one-on-ones at youtube.com slash Scott Kennedy. So you can get a look at some of these guys got a little feisty. I moved, moved the, uh, the last one I put up there. I can't remember American national. I got, I wish it was North South. Uh, I get so confused. I'm like, which one was which team? I've watched them all in different orders. Um, but it was Jordan Jefferson's team, LSU. He swung a helmet at Christian Haynes. And Haynes blocked it. Or it could have gotten ugly out there. Mm-hmm. You know, if he hits him in there. It got a little feisty. Got a little chippy. If my mom's watching, she hates that word. Got a little chippy, mom. Got a little chippy out there. So lots of content for us, Troy. Because of people like you. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming in. And uh, yeah, he's been, Darius Robinson's been awesome. Uh, I know that, uh, I think it was Dana Jeremiah had him listed at 35th overall in his initial top 50 big board. So there's momentum forward. I know Jim Nagy has been saying that there is uh, a lot of day one buzz surrounding Darius Robinson. So he's been great. The guy who I also think, good shout here by uh, uh, McGlin- McGinty says, I heard uh Q Mitchell has been balling out. Kenyon, I saw that uh, uh, Zach maybe try to correct me on that one. I Kenyon, I don't know. I can't pronounce it, but uh, cornerback from Toledo. He had a few reps in there with just at his size and his movement skills. It's pretty, it's pretty special. Uh, so I'm excited to see where he goes. I think he's definitely played himself into the top 20 of the upcoming draft. And uh, man, the ball skills, the, the question he had coming in is, can he play press coverage? Can he do man match down the field? Cause they had so much off coverage zone uh much more conservative coverage at toledo now we see that big athlete moving really well in space and playing man coverage and following guys up the the sideline uh pressing them and keeping with them recovery um he's been great so again i would not be surprised if he's the second defensive back drafted and could end up being the highest drafted guy out of the senior bowl this year i'd be zero percent surprised if that happened wow that's a that's a bold statement too i still feel like it's going to be (laughs) Knicks. <laughs> I think it'll be uh I think it's gonna be Fuaga. You think Fuaga will go have Fuaga looks good, he looks really good. Um, but again, there hasn't been and uh even Jackson Powers Johnson, I won't say he's been flawless because he hasn't taken a ton of reps. It's just his reps have been not just flawless, but I mean it, it's like Highlight. they've been it's it's a, I, he shouldn't be able to be that light on your feet. It's like yeah. he could sidestep across eggshells and not break any. It's it's really something to behold. When you you get used to seeing so many of the Jags, you know, you say just a guy, you kind of try and build guys up. And I feel like we're trying to do that a little bit with this quarterback class. Like, oh, we have to have a quarterback. We need to see more than what's there. And then when you see the guy, oh, yeah, that's what they're supposed to look like. I shouldn't have to think about this. I should just know doesn't mean you're going to be right. You're going to miss on a lot of things, but you watch Jackson Powers Johnson, you watch Darius Robinson and you just, you're like, that's it, man. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, and yes, Austin, uh, Quinion Mitchell has been balling out. He's been fantastic. He has been really good. I mentioned how, when I first watched these, I'm watching them through my viewfinder because I'm filming for y'all. And then I come home and watch everything through my viewfinder, through a sun drenched bleached out field. Number seven won the dark helmet on defense was, oh, there he is again. Oh, there he is again. Oh, there he is again. He has had a, uh, he's had a great, a great camp out here. Um, Justin Lloyd coming with a super chat. Edge rusher. What's up, fellas? Scott, you're still the goat. Let's go Broncos. Appreciate the the note, Justin, and the support for the show. We're simulcasting this to uh, my YouTube page because I know there's going to be a lot of people that are interested in our talk on the senior bowl, even if it does have a little Broncos flavor we're talking prospects as much as anything and support because of people like you helps us do stuff like this helps me get down here four years in a row otherwise i wouldn't be here my wife wouldn't let me you're not paying for that again so certainly appreciate it y'all and i see we have some conversations about the uh, key and peel sketch with all the names we're throwing out here today uh so always that's a classic i appreciate you guys anthony come in and says scott what are your thoughts on uh Jerkovich, uh, the quarterback from Boston College who transferred to Pitt, I think, taking away his injuries, just his talent. Uh, 
I see it a really erratic quarterback. I know you didn't ask me, but uh, Jerkovic. That's is, okay. Uh, I was going to because I couldn't tell you who that was. Yeah, I think it's Phil. Seth, the name is wrong here. I think it's Phil Jerkovic. Uh, there's I been talk that about was him. an older guy. He's he is older. He's no been like forties. Wasn't there a, a, oh. a wasn't there a, a Jerkovic out there like his dad or something? Maybe I know that yeah, he's a sorry, Anthony. Apologies. Yeah. I haven't I haven't watched I haven't watched those guys again. I I don't watch nearly as much college football as I used to, and I come into something like this. I, I don't I hate the word unbiased. It's impossible to be unbiased, but with a fresh set of eyes. Like for the most part, I haven't seen a lot of these guys before. I really start my draft stuff this week, Anthony. Um, yeah. And then I dive in because I'll end up, as I'm cutting up these videos, I'll watch every play that I film. I'll watch it probably four or five times. So over the course of the next, you know, two, three weeks, John Jerkovich, um, I still feel like there was a Jerkovich that was a quarterback or a kicker or something for the Eagles or something 20 years ago. I. I know that uh, there's questions about his um, – he has kind of that Christian Hackenberg syndrome where, like, freshman year, okay, big guy, solid athlete arm. Let's see what he does year two. Oh, he got worse. All right, well, year three we saw it freshman year. Let's see what he does. Oh, he's worse again. Uh, and then injuries on top of it. So I – you know, maybe a undrafted free agent flyer. Uh, but I think there's been talk about him tra uh, translating to tight end even. I, I don't know. Maybe I could be mixing up my quarterback there. Uh, but somebody had some, some name recognition two years ago and uh, just is not – taking steps forward. Mike ball says morning. So seems like a deep wide receiver class. McConkie, Roman Wilson and Pearsall look nice. Not to mention a Harrison Coleman worthy. I mean, you're missing other guys too out there. I mean, you didn't even list the uh, gosh, the other um, Johnny Wilson, Johnny Wilson. I, you didn't list Malik neighbors, Ryan Flournay. Uh, no, this is just, this is just here at senior bowl. Malachi Corley. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a pretty unbelievable wide receiver class. I think that if you were picking in the top 10, 12, and you have a chance at one of the top four pass catchers, even though it's deep, you don't, I don't think you overthink. I think you just take yourself a Odunze, a neighbors, a Marvin Harrison Jr. Or a Brock Bowers. After that though, I might be punting and waiting into day two. Cause I think there's going to be a lot of really good options uh, round two and round three that are like Coleman. Uh, you talk about uh, Brian Thomas Jr. Uh, Worthy from Texas, Mitchell from Texas. I, I think I'd rather just wait and take a guy, you know, day two, uh, round two, round three. Uh, but yeah, it is a unbelievable wide receiver class. That's I'm curious to see how much of a norm that'll be going forward. It's not always going to be as deep and talented as this one. Like last year, if you remember, Scott, everybody was a freaking tiny. It was the Ant-Man wide receiver class because everybody was like 180 pounds. Solid class, but everybody's tiny. This year, you got some big guys, all different sorts. Uh, it's a great class. I don't know if I would have the urgency to take a pass catcher in this class. Just because as much as like, let's say offensive tackle, offensive line, because I think that wide receiver, you're going to have chances every other year with the good classes where you can get guys day two, day one. Uh, but this year, offensive line seems to be way outside of the norm in terms of the talent specifically at tackle and center. Uh, so I'd be looking uh, to go there rather than wide receiver. I know I, I kind of hijacked your comment here. You want to talk wide receivers here, Mike Balls, but it's a good class, no doubt. No, it, it, it's a it's a really good class, and there's different types of receivers. As Nick was just saying, there's not just the the small guys. There's some bigger guys in here. Um, you got your slots. You got some outside guys. Um, Anthony says, not sure if you heard the reports, but during the Senior Bowl, apparently Johnny Wilson was transferred over to safety at six six two hundred and forty pounds. I might move him to edge, um, yeah, but I saw him that. catching balls. I saw him had a really nice catch. It was on a, a speed out low thrown kind of on the inside hip and he went down you know reversed his hands to drag it out of the air it may have been i don't remember which quarterback it was but it had some heat on it so it's probably milton or Penix. and i can't remember who plays for who because those are two different teams and then turned up and ran so I, I i got him on film yesterday playing wide receiver uh but edge maybe <laughs> at six six 240 pounds um he may have messed around at safety i don't know but he's 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 not a safety that's no. not where he's going to be. Matt Henry coming in. Good to see you. Morning, Nick and Scott. Showed up the show late. I read Nick's had a rough day of practice. What's your thoughts? I, I focus more on the OLDL. Um, at the beginning of the, uh, beginning of the day, the wind was blowing hard in the faces of the quarterbacks. I'm like, all right, now we're going to find out. Now, now we will, and then I didn't watch them. But, again, I watched Penix make 
like 20 yard out. And I think I text Nick right at the time. I just said, I, I just saw the most NFL throw here. When I'm, when you're looking for specific throws, can he make this throw? You want to see that throw before you can say, okay, you can play in this league. Penix had a 20 yard out that was on a freaking rope. And it was, I was like, that's the most NFL throw I've seen so far. I haven't seen Bo Nix turn one loose. And after a few days, you start asking, can he? You know, I make the I make the comp here. Danny Werfel, he's got more arm than Danny Werfel, and he's more athletic than Danny Werfel. But Danny Werfel is one of the best college quarterbacks to ever play the game. But he wasn't going to succeed in the NFL because he didn't have the arm strength. He had amazing accuracy, could knock a dime off a teacup, and he had a really good system when Floyd Spurrier, uh, Floyd Spurrier, Steve Spurrier coming in for the first time and, and really changing up the SEC. But he, he wasn't that guy. Bo Nix was a phenomenal quarterback at Oregon. But man, I want to see, I want to see a little more zip on the ball, or else you start asking the questions. Yeah, forty-five touchdowns and three interceptions—that's amazing at Oregon. But I don't see the tight window throws that he's going to have to make in the red zone of the NFL. I'm like, okay, I see a box-to-box guy where he goes 20-to-20, and then they clamp down on him. And then you better have a running game. You better have a a 6'6 receiver you can throw the ball up to. So I I can't say that he had a rough day at practice. I just haven't seen the, that's the guy. That's him. I love it. I like it. I don't love it. I don't love it. If you took him at 12, I'd say, all right, it'd be kind of, Okay, we'll see. We'll see. And, uh, you know, and Jeremy says, isn't that what his pro day is for? It's kind of what it's for here too, brother. Mm. You know, that's that's part of it. But, yes, it's part of the pre-draft process. They will do that at the combine as well. They'll run them through specific throws. But you're you're doing it here too. Yeah, and I like this comment from Michael. He says, Nick sounds like Derek Carr. I think that's a lofty comparison for Nick's. I think if you get Derek Carr from Nick's, you've hit on the pick. So that, I think that's on the higher end of outcomes for him so far. Derek Carr has a pretty good down the field arm. I know he opts a lot for the checkdowns and tries to get rid of the ball. And that's one of the things that drives you nuts about Derek Carr is that he can't really create within the structure of the pocket, hanging tough and then delivering the football. And he's looking to get rid of it. I feel that same way with uh, Nick's, but Derek Carr, I mean, especially before the leg injury uh, was pushing the ball vertically. And I just don't see that so much with Nick's. Uh, so we'll see uh, what happens with him. I like him. I don't love him. I'm kind of glad I've not, my opinion hasn't changed on him coming in here, Scott. He's a guy where I feel like you traded up to pick 28 from round two and you wanted to get that fifth year option on him. Sure. Pick 12. God, man, there's so going to be so many better options and a chance to add a foundational piece to this team that severely lacks foundational pieces. So I, I, I know you need the quarterback, but you need so much more than just the quarterback. Uh, I know we got to wrap it up here, Scott. Cause you yeah, we got about one. three minutes. So I want to try and get out of here on the hour because I've got to, I've got to pack up my car and, uh, and head out. So it's going to take me just a little bit of time. Um, that's, uh, but that's it. Cause uh, I got one more day of practice and then, uh, driving, driving back to Atlanta this, this evening. Yeah. So, uh, Latu Latu has been great. I think if he passes medicals, we've seen enough from him as a craftsman here, beating every single offensive lineman that the Broncos took him at 12, assuming he was healthy. I'm fine with it. He's going to get after the passer. He's been phenomenal. Not the athletic height, weight, speed freak that you see from uh, Darius Robinson, but just such a craftsman. He's going to get it done. Um, and he's going to make everybody around him better. And and you look at him. And again, I don't know if it's the numbers that are throwing me off Nick or what, but you look at him and I'm like, that dude looks like a wide receiver. And then I look down, 261. Jesus, I'm, 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 no, I'm getting older, but these guys aren't getting that much bigger. Good lord, um, he's big. He's strong at the point of attack, and and then he's, uh, he's got a knack for. You can teach people moves. You see it in soccer all the time. I can teach you how to do step overs, all this stuff, but he'd be able to do it when it matters. Instead of just you know locking up and and bull rushing and and not, not knowing when to do it, he's instinctive with his pass rush moves, and he can beat you with speed, and he can beat you with power. Latu's the real deal. He's he's a top. He should be a top fifteen pick. Latu's yeah. the real deal. Yeah, he is. And I see comments in here from Lawrence. I don't know if you, you didn't get canceled, Lawrence. I don't know what's going on here, uh, but uh, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, yeah, just really good offensive line, defensive line class here, uh, Scott. And uh, Broncos will hopefully take advantage of that. Good centers, good tackles. Uh, Fuaga, Latu, Mitchell, Robinson, 
and Guyton, I think are probably the guys out of the, uh, the top picks here that the Broncos might be interested in at 12. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, and, and, uh, JPJ, uh, powers Johnson. So ideally I'm at the same place. I was with a lot of these guys as I came in, Robinson's moved up, Mitchell's moved up. Uh, and I'm still at the same spot in terms of draft philosophy for the Broncos entering this season. 12 overall, if one of those top offensive guys falls to you, God bless. Take them. If you don't have an offer, I really want to trade down and just add offensive defensive line. You don't make a move because what the fans might say, but you can't, you can't draft center at 12. <laughs> I'm selling you Broncos fans and anybody else watching. Cause there's a lot of other fans watching that a number 12 pick on a guy like Jackson powers. Johnson isn't too high. Would it be the right pick for your team that high with the Denver Broncos case? Probably not. You need a center. Lloyd Cushenberry is going to leave as a free agent more than likely. You need a center. You plug and play a guy that could be a perennial pro bowler. It's good value, but ah, good Lord. With the other holes at more valuable positions than center, the, the, the fans would absolutely lose their minds. We needed a quarterback. We need a receiver. We traded Judy. Our defensive line sucks. Linebacker, Chad Muma. You know, we need another corner. You know, so... I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. I just and and again, as FRF says, why not? They wasted number fifteen on Judy. I, I don't. I think it'd be a tough sell. Um, not that you have to sell it. Not even that Sean Payton cares. I just don't think it's there's going to be enough other guys that are close in 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 grade that you'll go with a more valuable position than than center at number twelve. But again, if your team were at twelve, let's say you traded down Broncos country and the Steelers, the Ravens, that's who it would be. The Ravens will get a guy like this. That's who always gets our freaks. The best players in the draft is the freaking Ravens. The Chargers might do it now that they're poaching Ravens personnel people. At 12, if you were to take a center, I will come in here and tell you it is a good pick for your team because you got a pro bowler and potential hall of freaking famer because he's going to make the pro bowl the next 10 years. Yeah, I got a feeling pick 18, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, with their issues on the offensive line and how they're trying to protect Burrow. That's one that the, the guard center versatility there. But yeah, uh, we're going to get on out of here. Uh, it's been a good time. One more day of practice out there. And uh, I think the big takeaway for the Broncos is that Knicks and Penix have, I wouldn't say failed, but really haven't taken advantage of the opportunity in front of them where it's like, okay, this is a dude. This is a first round quarterback. This is one that a team would want to, you know, invest a huge amount of resources in and believe in as a prospect that could become a franchise quarterback. I don't see that with Knicks or Penix. I didn't see that on tape in college. I don't see that at the senior bowl right now. If the Broncos do fall in love with one of these guys and take a shot, I will be hopeful uh, that there's something beyond the tape and the field that's making those guys stand out. But as of now, I would not endorse taking a pick on any of those on Knicks or Penix at 12. And we didn't even talk about the guy who I'm watching the tape. I agree with you. The body beautiful is probably more so uh, Milton. I know his day one was rough, but just the process, the movement and the, the whippiness of the arm. Uh, I think Rattler is still somebody who is like, as he passed the background checks round three. Okay. Well, at least he has enough arm and the twitch in the pocket where it's like there, I can see him becoming a starter. Michael Pratt, it's got him with you. The arm talent and stuff. It's like, uh, he could be a spot starter here or there, but I could actually see Rattler becoming a guy, uh, a starter in the league. I think I'd rather that round three than Knicks or Penix at 12. Yeah, I, I can, I can see that. Um, guys, we got to go. I got to get yep. out of here. Um, yep. We are going to, and this is, this is what I think is don't reach. That's, that's the big one on here. You know, if you've got a guy graded at 25 and he's a quarterback and you take him at 12, I don't really consider that reaching, but if you got a second round grade on him and you take him at 12, that is reaching. So I'm, we got to get out of here. I got to get out of the hotel room. I got to yep. get back to the fields to bring y'all more video. Check back in tomorrow, youtube.com slash Scott Kennedy. And if you're watching on Facebook, um, you know, for all the Broncos fans, Nick and I will be back tomorrow on my channels for a coast to coast where we're, we will go through the, 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 the highs and lows who helped themselves, who didn't tomorrow at nine o'clock Eastern for, uh, for senior ball. I'll be back in Atlanta and we'll, we'll hit all that tomorrow. So thanks for being here, everybody. And, uh, uh, those of y'all on my YouTube channel, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you checking in. 
Yeah, we're going to speed through out of here. Follow Scott on Twitter. Scott is at Scott Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join us at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And as the ticker says here underneath, please subscribe to our channel, Mile High Huddle, Scott Kennedy, any of these ones. Like our shows and share on your social media platforms. We appreciate you. Scott, we're going to get you on out of here. Thanks for everybody joining us today. We'll see you later. Continue to choose kindness and compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to MileHighHuddle.com for all things Broncos. Morning, Broncos country. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.